Oh, yeah. Right with the mop. You already know what time it is. Oh, yeah. It's an 8.59. It's time for <laughs> America's, preferably South Florida's, F-A-U-B. favorite sports podcast, Balls. Hey. A sports podcast. Hey, that's back. right. Welcome We're to Balls again. of Sports Podcast. It's a, it's a podcast with balls about balls. Balls? <laughs> Just pure up, full out balls. Let's talk about balls or yitch. And balls. we are once again joined by our special correspondent, Dylan in the building. Young Hefe, Holmes. I so see you're still sticking with the, with the Hefe? Young Hefe, Holmes. All right. Word. <laughs> What's it's going on, Nose? Man, how you guys doing? Good, man. How's your How's the week been since Great. last week? Great. Great. Anything, man. Actually, anything actually, happened over this past week? Actually, I want to rant about that. Um, are we? Oh, is that how we're just we're just gonna start with that? Yes, I'm, I'm gonna rant about this. All right. Um, so listen, I'm aware that patriot hate is real. In the end. In the F L F. L in the N A F A L A in the bless you bless you sir now listen I'm I'm real like I I I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna keep things a buck with you guys I'm gonna keep it a buck I'm just being honest if the Patriots are any other team I would not like them. However, I would respect them. Yeah. I would. I don't care how they're getting these wins. Somehow, some way, they're getting wins. And that's what matters. Because um, if they were really doing something wrong, they wouldn't be in the league. Bingo. I will say I enjoyed watching the game with you guys on Sunday. Now, likewise. Now, to move forward. I didn't enjoy it at all. Tom Brady. Tom <laughs> Brady is, is an asshole. <laughs> he he really is. At this point in time, I mean, Uber Patriots fans are going to sit there and try to defend him. He's an asshole. But here's the question that I've got to ask you. Tell me one great that you know that isn't at least somewhat of an asshole. Brett Favre. No, I'm Child, no, I'm thing is, why do they have to Please. be a great guy? No, no, no. I mean, like a great. No, I'm just saying. Like, I'm saying why do they have? Why do they not have to be an asshole? Like. It's his life. You understand? And then I'm amazed at the fact that Tom Brady didn't shake Nick Foles' hand. Similar to when Cam didn't shake Peyton's hand, if I'm not mistaken. Or was that done intentionally? Does it matter? Well, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't like pass each other because of all like everything going on. And maybe the same thing happened with Cam. But I didn't, I didn't called, even know that. I didn't even know that was a thing. They called Cam a classless thug. Of course, it is a classless thug. Duh, he's black. Tom Brady, they said he's a fierceless competitor <laughs> With too who much hates fashion. to lose. <laughs> I said what? <laughs> he's got five rings. But I thought they called 
I thought they were calling Cam out because of the whole press conference thing, not because of him leaving the field. Nah, they, they've 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 bashed him about everything. I've literally seen a list of things that Cam Newton's been bashed on. One of them being not shaking a quarterback's hand after a loss. Classless thug. Classless thug. Furthermore, if only, furthermore, if only he was just a ferocious leader and competitor. Philadelphia, there was fires everywhere. Yo, they burned their city to the ground. Now, here's a crazy thing. You know how every risk Carlton that you go to, they got the little sanction and uh-huh. it's kind of like blocking yeah, the door. Yeah, yeah. There was like 40, 50 people. On that in Philadelphia, and they broke the thing. Bitch, they was doing trust seen, falls off of it. Hancock? It was crazy. Yes. Yeah. So he's like, all right, all you people that's tearing up the city, you're all idiots. Yes. That's how I would have been telling them in Philadelphia. Word, bro. Now, Imagine yeah. if they would have lost. Idiots. Here's the crazy. They here's the crazy thing. And this is this shit. is the this is the main point of my rant. They flipped a Prius. <laughs> a Prius. People who drive Priuses are the real heroes. Right. They're worried about the environment. They should have pulled a bra and flipped a semi-truck? Come on, man. Come on. Word. That's utterly ridiculous. They flipped the Prius. Like, bro, we won. I live here, so you flip my car. You flip my whip. The fuck? I I don't want them to win next time. If that's the case, what the fuck? I'm going to win. I'm going to lose a car because they won. Eagles got to pay me my money. And then I started thinking. Cops were involved in it. They're not stopping anything. They're out here yelling, Eagles, yes! Gunshots. Eagles, fly. Free meek. Now, here's well, we're what not I'm doing getting that to. Just yet. <laughs> let's, just, let's, just, let's just enter a world of hypotheticals. Bet. All right. For those of you guys who don't know, the Celebration Bowl is a college football game that pits the two best teams in the higher level HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, which would be the SWAC, which is the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and the MEAC, which is the Middle Eastern, Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Um, reason why I'm bringing this up, let's just say FAMU wins the Celebration Bowl, and everybody in FAM starts texting and tweeting and going on group me and say, we taking the city of Tallahassee tonight. It's celebration time. And it was to go out to the streets. Do you think that Tallahassee State Police would be out there with them? No. Celebrating? Celebrating, no. They'd be out there with them. Uh, Definitely wouldn't be celebrating, though. They'd be out there with their tear gas, Uh their riot gear, Uh their tasers, Uh a couple of horses, ready to go. I go. And you know what I what I found interesting was the majority of these media outlets weren't necessarily calling these things riots. Some did. I'll give them their props because that's exactly what they were doing. They were rioting and they were looting. They went into a convenience store and went into a full-fledged food fight. I can't even call it a food fight. It was a food war. People were shaking Coca-Cola bottles and throwing it on the floor to watch it explode. What? You said that's lit? That's lit as fuck. You one of them. (laughs) That's lit as shit. That's crazy. Now they're taking down street poles. That's crazy. If I ain't lit it, I would have been right there with them. Bitch, this ain't my city. But that's the craziest part, though, is they live there. They're going to end up having to pay for that damage to their taxes Taxes, and stuff. Yeah, taxes will raise. Absolutely. Like, it was one thing, like, because I was listening to uh, Andrew Schultz talk about it because he hates Philly. He says everything in Philly breaks eventually. Um, Damn. 
Yeah. So like he, but he, so he shits on Philly all the time, and like he was talking about, he would have more respect for Philly if like the Philly fans went to Boston and and had that same energy in Boston, but to do it to their own city is like, what are you doing, you idiots? Like, yeah, why are you turning down your city just because y'all won? Yeah. Like celebration is one thing. And they said, and he's like, I mean, it's in tally. They want to tour the city down there. Just yeah. On the road and he's working. and he's like and he's like, oh, and y'all want a parade? He's like, y'all can't have a parade. There will be nothing left of Philly. Yeah, if they have a parade, it's gonna be over with. They're gonna have to have like national guard at the parade. Real talk. Then to finish this off, this is the last thing. I would love, and this was the reason why I said I did not really care for the Patriots being in the Super Bowl this year. Let me give you another hypothetical situation. Let's just say the Jaguars won, and it was Jaguars versus the Eagles. You know how peaceful that game would have been to me? Mm-hmm. I would have enjoyed that game. I would have been able to break down football strategy. I would have been able to talk football with my boys, drink a beer, eat a couple of wings, and have a great time. But no, because of the Patriots, I can't talk football strategy. Because the minute I praise the Patriots and bash the Eagles, I'm being a fan. And I really couldn't watch that game in peace. I really just wanted a good game. Every bad move so the Patriots so did, Dolphin fans. all I heard was, ah, ah, Those are really the only ah, people that were running their mouths. Dolphin fans and their associates. Yeah. I cannot. Who don't even watch football. Take it. Anymore. So I just want to say something for the record, and I'm pretty sure I can represent a lot of Patriot fans when I say this. I have been a Pats fan officially since 1994. 1994. I was six. All right. I have seen my team go to the Super Bowl nine times. That's amazing. Nine times. I have seen this. That's amazing. All right, from 1994 to 2018, 24 years, I've seen my team go to the Super Bowl nine times. I have seen them win it five times with one quarterback, one. No other fan can say that from my generation. Pittsburgh might have six, but their fans have only seen two. Dallas might have one, but their fans from our generation has only seen one, if that. Because at that time, we were between eight to ten years old. Dolphins fans ain't happened. seen Nathaniel. Not a thing. <laughs> right? I'm just being real. Some people yeah. have seen their team get to the Super Bowl. Some people may have seen their team win the Super Bowl. As a matter of fact, the multiple-time winners would be... The Ravens and the Steelers. And that's it. Am I missing anybody? Nope. That's it. Those are really the only two fans that can say much of anything. Right? The point being is, no, I really could care less if the Patriots get there every year. The Patriots, honestly, and God forbid this, could be trash for the rest of my life, and I would be just fine. I've seen all my Super Bowls. I'm good. Yeah. I've seen every single one of my hometown teams make it to the Super Bowl. And what's crazy enough, and this is the first time I'm saying this, I always have like a second or a third team that I root for. I can always prove it because I have it on my ESPN. I watch the things and I like to keep up with the alerts. What people don't even know is the other two NFL teams that I keep tabs on outside of the Patriots, the Cowboys, 
and the Eagles. So I was perfectly fine with that game. Yeah. Nobody knew that. Why? Because if I would have opened my mouth and said something, oh, you're just making excuses. Look, typical Patriot fan. Always got to say something so they can win. Okay. You guys literally make me not want to leave the house to watch a game. That's the real reason why I never went to L House. You're brave. The two times that I did go, I heard, Ew, you got that shirt on? Take it off. I'm straight. I'm watching here at the crib. Should have watched the Super Bowl at the crib. That's freaking ridiculous. I'm done. Well, that being said. No, I'm not done. No, I'm not done. Okay. Well, that being said, New England Patriots, I need you to hold this L. And no, it's not for losing Super Bowl 52. Because of Malcolm Butler? It is for benching Malcolm Butler. That is another thing I should have ranted about. That's so, ridiculous. Let me let me go ahead and let me go ahead and, and speak on this real quick. That's not the org. That's Bill Belichick. Well, that's fine. He represents the org, so the org's getting this L because the org took that loss because of his decision. Now, New England decided to bench their best defensive player, arguably, who a player who has been in the game 97% of their snaps this season. 97.8. Yeah. So let's round it up to 98% of the snaps this season. Um, with the reasons being that he came to Minnesota a day after the team because he was sick. He was slow in practice. Missed curfew. Right? That's really the reason? No. Well, they said, they also said that he had girls in their hotel room or whatever, and there may have been weed smoking. No, nothing. Which I don't buy into, considering, especially during the Super Bowl, there's security on every floor. Like, there, you ain't getting to nobody. According to the coach, it wasn't disciplinary. It was a matter of matchups, which I don't really believe. It's but, that's bull. But I, at the same time, that's what the coach says. So all that other we this that and the third, I wouldn't even. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy into any of those I reasons. Like my personal opinion is that they hurt. That I mean, I don't, actually, I don't know. I think maybe it might have something to do with his size, but I would. It would have been to me the fact that I don't think it's a matchup thing is because Eric Rowe started. Um, they played two corners the whole game. They didn't really have more than two corners. Bro, McCordy and Chung had to do twice as much work. Exactly, because they played a they played a they played a defense. They had like no a, choice. They played a diff, uh, a big nickel. Yeah, which is where they used three safeties instead of two, and they had two corners on the field at all. There times. was a possession where they had four safeties and two corners. Yeah, they had two corners yeah. at all times on the field. One of them being Eric Rowe, who was getting eight. He up. got scorched all night. The, the secondary so got scorched all There's night another long. one that was getting scorched all game, too. That emosi. Yo, my gosh. Uh, which would have told me, if it's a matchup thing, by halftime, I would have been like, all right, this matchup thing clearly isn't working. Michael, I need you to go in there and put in work. But, but, here's but they the, didn't do that. Well, and, well here's the contradiction. He actually did get in the game for one special teams play. Yeah, and that's bold because he doesn't play special teams. So which, which leads me to believe that... Okay. It was deeper than just football. Yeah. So is it because you're you're mad that he's leaving this off season? Like, what what's the issue? Is it because he didn't see eye to eye with the coaches yeah, in the org? So, what I thought was really interesting is that Malcolm Butler went on Instagram and he posted this long, you know, paragraph on 
on every the situation basically, you know, thanking the Patriots and everything like that for everything over the past four years and you know, basically stating how everything that was said that happened was completely false, that he never missed curfew, that he was only there visiting with family, he didn't take part in any of these other activities that they were saying and stuff like that. I believe it. And he says, completely false. Well, apparently so does Tom Brady because he liked that post. Yeah, I think this was purely on a coaching. This was purely coaching, yeah. a coaching issue. This was purely a Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick um, decision. I don't think none of the players had a say in it. I don't think none of the players even knew. Eric Rowe even stated that he didn't know he was starting till minutes before the game. But started. I think I think it's safe to say that that cost the Patriots oh, the Super Bowl. I don't think that cost us the Super Bowl. That cost us to get all these points put on us. I think what cost us the Super Bowl at the end of the day, if you actually look at the play, was Tom Brady being greedy. At the end of the game, oh, like no, that Tom, play, Tom Brady played an amazing. He game. did, but I'm t- as far as what cost us the game. Yeah, was that play? I feel you. Which he got the one time they got to Tom Brady was um he went he had a he had a flat route he had a go um he had a dump off pass that he could have went to the James White right he hadn't been touched all game which caused him which was crazy when the snap happened I looked over and I'm like oh James White is wide open that's who he's right. he got to be about to be thrown to him but I guess the fact that he wasn't getting pressured all game. It looked like as if he felt like he had more time, so he looks downfield, and then doesn't realize Fletcher Cox coming up. It was right there, stomach. yeah. So then, by the time he realized Fletcher Cox, he actually tries to throw the ball to who? James White, who was open since the play and started. Graham makes the play. And we also we also got to give credit where credit's due. Doug Peterson called a near perfect game. I think yeah. he maybe only called three plays that were dumb. You know, Nick Foles that touchdown Nick Foles scored. He, he called that. Yeah, and he called that play. Like he told the like the coach was looking for the play, and he went. He was like, he's like Philly. He's like Philly special, and like the coach just looked up, had complete trust in us. He's like, yeah, yeah that's funny. All right, let's do it. So, but but hold on, just just to say like, literally the only plays that I disagree with the Eagles that they called was going for the two point conversion after the first touchdown. That one weird Nelson, Nelson Aguilar play where he ran to the backfield and then cut back the other way, mm-hmm, and, and then. Um, the third one was probably the uh oh shoot. Oh, running it on that last third down to give the Patriots a chance at it. With a minute left, yeah. Yeah, they should have thrown it to try to pick up that first down. You pick up that first down, the game's over. But that's one of those And that's another no matter thing, what, yeah. That's another thing I was I was having an argument with with people because like like Nell says, it's real hard like to be a fan and just like you, you, if you were there, you'd see like me and Nels were calm the entire game, even when we were losing, even when we lost. Like you never saw too much. Obviously, I'm I'm real passionate, so it's like whenever we do something good, I, I kind of I jump up. You feel me? I, as I should, it's my team. Right. But like when when they were doing good things, like I'd clap for them. There was there was that one call that um went the Eagles' way on the catch, the Clement and the touchdown. And people are and yelling I, at I, us as if we're not agreeing with them that it should oh. be a touchdown call. And it's like, y'all are coming at us as if I don't see the same thing you're seeing. We're sitting here saying, like, yes, that's a, that's a touchdown. No, 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 I no. Not the, it wasn't the Clement one. It was the Ertz one at the end. No, it was the Clement, Clement one, too. Oh, oh I thought Clement that Clement one, one was a complete, personally. I thought, I think that's what's crazy, because I thought it was I thought incomplete. it was a touchdown. I thought it was incomplete, but I think where the, uh, the gray area was... They don't know how to discern whether he's losing control of the ball or whether he's just shifting, shifting hands. Exactly. And I guess they viewed it as he was just shifting exactly. hands. Exactly. I personally so. thought it was incomplete until they... And then when I, they said it stands, I'm like, all right. They kinda, it yeah. could have went either way. Yeah. But the only reason I thought it could have went or it was going to be incomplete is because that call has been made before right. where you guys have called it incomplete. What I don't understand is I've had... I have congratulated every fan 
that was an Eagles fan, yeah. which was only about three people in the building full of about 30-some people. Right. There was only three Eagles fans in the building, two Patriots fans, and a bunch of... Everybody else. Everybody else's and followers that just want to see Tom Brady lose. Um, what kills me is I was having a conversation with my friends and they were like, oh, yeah, man, uh, that was a great, it was a great game. You know, the, the refs didn't really get involved that much this time. This and this and this and that. And I'm like, well, don't say the refs not getting involved is the reason why the Eagles won. You're taking away or, from the Eagles. Or don't say, that, exactly. And don't say it was a great game because of that. It was a great game regardless. And what you don't real, and then it was a great game regardless. The refs had nothing to do with what having the Eagles win. The refs didn't do much, too much, not enough. Everything was pretty straight. And then one of them tells me, well, it was, and I was like, that's why I feel like if the Patriots would have won, which is crazy because the game went down to 0 0. Uh-huh. If the Patriots would have won that game, just like that, everybody would have been like, it's rigged. Right. Right? But right. because they didn't, and all of a sudden it was a pretty great game. What kills me is, the same people was like, oh, well, it was still... The person that wanted the Eagles to win told me, oh, well, it's still rigged. Why? Because how are you supposed to be a sports analyst and be neutral, but you're riding with the Patriots the whole entire game? And I guess he was talking about the Clement call and the Ertz call where both... Well, I guess the analyst was like, well, I think it's an incomplete pass. Well, that's the, well, that's the thing because... And, and that's what hurts, too, with the commentary teams is because all this whole year... These calls that we thought were one way are getting called the other way. So now they don't even know. Exactly. Nobody knows what a catch is anymore. And what, and what I was trying to get, get to him is like, see, that's how biased you are towards the Patriots. Because if you would have realized on those two calls the Eagles got, those same commentators, when these calls were being made for the Patriots, they were like, the same commentators were like, I don't know. I don't think that should have went the way it went. Right. And those were calls that were for the Patriots. Yeah. And, and, they, they were, and everybody they, was blowing up. Commentators, analysts were all saying, I don't know how they make that call. And they, cause they, and they even say, like, because it hasn't been called that way all year. Exactly. So, it's, so yeah. now this game, it just happens to be in favor of the Patriots that the analysts are, even though the referees this time went against right. it. Now all of a sudden they're being biased towards the Patriots. Well, like, well, this has been going on all year. What I think had part to play in it too was was just that how much flack the referees got all season for these calls. So I think in this game, you know, if it was one of those situations where it was a little close, they said, hey, you know what? Let's just go with how it was called on field. Yeah, but as far as analysts is concerned, this is my first time hearing analysts be like, "Oh, I thought that was a draw," even though the referees called it a catch. Right. And it's like you can't all of a sudden be like, oh, the referees, the, the analysts wanted the, the the Patriots to win the whole thing. It's like why they were calling against the Patriots in the regular so, season for these same calls. The, right. the refs to me had nothing to do with that game at all. Um, they did a great job. One sure. thing I saw from Malcolm Butler that let me know that this is not no party thing. This is not no anything extra. First and foremost, his teammates was by him, he consoling him. Why he was crying? And he was crying. I know dang well if it's the Super Bowl. And my teammate broke curfew and did this and that and the third. I'm not consoling him for crap. Oh, and let me ask you this. If they're breaking curfew and that's the reason, are you sitting in the entire Super Bowl? I understand maybe a quarter or a few right. drives or something like that. Right. You're going to sit in the entire game? So my whole my whole thing is, is like his crying and, and the passion and hearing his voice crack while he was trying to explain it to me. To me, tells me it's more. They gave up on him, like you said. Yeah, they 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 left him alone, and and it hurt. And I'm gonna say why it hurt. Malcolm Butler has been through 
one of the more tumultuous four years of any corner ever. And I'll explain why. That defense that the Patriots run is what I like to call a hybrid defense, even though they call it zone. It has a lot of man elements to it. Right. A lot. A lot of man elements because they have the ability to be able to shift between zone and make it like a man look on certain plays. You got to realize some of these receivers that he's lined up against in the past four years. And we've got to talk about some of this man has been pretty successful. Hmm. He's actually one of the few corners that can say, look, I've given Antonio Brown a bad game. Yeah. Look at what Antonio Brown did to Bouye. Let's let's talk about that for a second. And Bouye is a top crazy, three. And what's corner. crazy is he wouldn't even have to stick the best wide receiver technically on the Eagles because they had Stephon Gilmore on the best wide receiver on the Gilmore, Eagles. Gilmore didn't do so bad. He did on actually a pretty good Alshon. Aguilar. Alshon played a great game. Aguilar. <laughs> Aguilar was the X factor. Yeah. And the reason why it was the X factor was because Roe couldn't stick him at all. I felt like what the way Aguilar plays, that is perfect for Malcolm, for Malcolm Butler. Butler. Malcolm Butler is scrappy. He yes. plays hard. Yeah, and I- it's one thing that he does that has rubbed off on the other corners, including McCourty. Butler does not get a lot of picks. But it's one thing that he does specifically well that even I tell some of my young athletes to do. He has the ability of somehow, some way, getting that hand in there in the last second and being able to strip that ball out. That was the play that he did that got him the win against the Jets on Safari and Jenkins. Yeah. He somehow, some way, got his hand in there and was able to jar the ball free and left it to the referee's hands. Right? With that being said, I don't think that play on Clement happens. I don't think the two third down plays that Aguilar got happens if we have Butler out there on the field. Now, moving forward. The one thing that didn't shock me, I saw how the Eagles played against the Vikings, which was very different under Nick Foles. It almost seems like Peterson was just like, look, bro, like the Wentz thing got us here, so the Wentz thing's going to get us out of here, period. Like either we're going to run with it or we're going to burn to the ground with it. And they kind of was like, listen, that Nick Foles stuff ain't going to work. Let's go back to the Carson Wentz stuff. Let's send these guys vertical. Let's do some of these plays. Let's get these guys out the backfield, whatever, whatever. And he was doing a lot of craziness. On third and six, he's running the ball, first down. On third and two, he's passing the ball, first down. So he did a lot of things to keep the mix going. However, we are all aware that the Patriots are a bend-don't-break defense. Every year, they have given up over 325 yards of total offense per game. However, in the last four years, they've allowed 15 points per game. There's only one team that has done better in, a four, in this last four-year stretch, and that's the Seahawks. So we know that when they come to the end zone, well, to the red zone, they give field goals, which people don't realize is demoralizing because you're doing touchdown drives without touchdown results. You have four scoring drives, but you only got 12 points. Whereas the Patriots have three scoring drives and they have 21 points. That's the difference. That defense broke in the Super Bowl. And they broke. They let a lot of end zone touchdowns happen. I the Philly special was definitely a great play call. However, in the NFL, that is unacceptable. Yeah. 
That is unacceptable. And I remember telling somebody. That Philly special play. In the league, unacceptable. On both sides. Brady almost got him one, too. Mm -hmm. Unacceptable. In the the NFL, I feel like 90% of the defenses don't have plays that account for the quarterback as far as (laughs) They probably don't ever do it. So when it happens, it's like, oh, shit. I didn't expect that to happen just now. So let's just hope that the quarterback doesn't catch it. Mm. <laughs> it That's wild. And you Tom gotta, Brady one was going to work if he got a better throw. I don't know why they thought he was Odell. That's <laughs> that's one of the plays that was a low-key determining factor that changed the game. That could have changed. That was definitely a momentum play for sure. I feel, I thought the momentum was one. That, that led to the missed field goal, did it not? I don't remember. I sure. thought the momentum changed when Brendan Cooks got out that game. Say that again? When Brandon Cook got knocked he out. He got smacked, yeah. I thought the momentum Jeez, changed. Jeez, like he got... Because we were moving. And I was... I had another argument I had with a Dolphin fan, which is crazy that I keep having these arguments with Dolphin fans about the Super Bowl. That's all they know how to do. Which they know nothing about. Because they don't know how to win. But he was telling me... I was telling him, like... And I'm not trying to blame it on injuries, but I was telling him that... I I brought up, like... Patriots are missing a lot. Because, like, oh, we got, to, we got to the conversation about Tom Brady needs to retire and this and this and this. I feel people that say Tom Brady needs to retire are just haters that want their team to shine. He played one of the best games of his career. Exactly. And I was telling them, like, you do realize that Tom Brady just threw up 500 yards (sighs) and three touchdowns as a 40-year-old man. 500 yards on 28 completions. And (sighs) he's doing this with always a disadvantage in some way, shape, or form. Every big game I watch Tom Brady play, someone always gets hurt. And it's always somebody important. Every season I watch Tom Brady get hurt, somebody always, somebody that's really important to our team is yeah. always missing. And I was telling him, like, you do realize that next year Tom Brady gets to come back with Rob Gronkowski, possibly, which I don't think Rob is going to retire even though he acts like he is. Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, who people forget is on our team. Well, that, go ahead, go ahead, continue. Brandon Cooks. And all the other guys that we already have. Amendola. Danny Amendola. Yeah, we have a lot of, we have Chris pieces. Hogan. We have weapons for Tom Brady. And yeah. it just happens to be that this year, bam, Brandon Cook gets knocked yeah, out. Yeah, all be fine. Julian Edelman doesn't even play because he's been out from the whole year. This is what he could have had. Now, that may have not affected us in the offensive standpoint because we still put up as many points as we did. Now, we go to the defensive standpoint. We didn't play Malcolm Butler. We don't have Dante Hightower, who was... Taking me, our best defensive player, period, period. And he's our play caller. Yeah. Our defense plays its best when Malcolm Butler, Devin McCourty, Dante Hightower, and Stephon Gilmore are on the field together. Darryl, I can, I guarantee you Philly's not putting up 41 points if all four of those guys are on the field together. And right. he was arguing to me that, oh, well, Philly had those same issues. No, they didn't. They were missing their quarterback. They were missing Darren Sproles. They were missing our left tackle. They were missing this. And I was like, okay, let me go down the line for you. Nick Foles came in and did Carson Wentz type shit. He, okay. So Carson Wentz not the, being Nick there. Foles played the best game of his life. Yes. Two weeks after playing the best game and of his of life. Of his life. He did Carson <laughs> Wentz type shit. And he led. I was like, how are you telling me that we were both, we were both hurt by injuries when the quarterback that replaced your quarterback arguably the playoffs, did better got 970 yards, six touchdowns and one pick the entire postseason. That's what your replacement did. 
So Nick, I'm sorry, Carson Wentz injury doesn't affect y'all whatsoever. Right. Your replacement they, was literally a starter. Exactly. Replace the starter with a starter. They mentioned, oh, Darren Sproles wasn't hurt there. That hurt us. How? They ran for 164 yards. Darren Sproles does not matter. Because they lost Darren Sproles, it was able to exactly. get Jay Ajayi. You got Jay Ajayi and LeGarrette Blount. That's ridiculous. Thunder and, Cor- and Thunder. And Corey Clement. And then Corey Clement. Thunder and a little bit of lightning. Thunder. Because yeah. <laughs> he definitely scored a touchdown. He, he definitely was in between scores. the tackles. Then he mentions, which baffled me the most, which tells me, like, you people really try to reach when I try to give a little reasoning as to why a lot of things hurt us and they would have made a big difference if we would have had certain pieces. He mentions, oh, well, they were missing the left tackle. Nick Foles P- got sacked zero times. You're talking about Peters? Peter. Yes. What? Nick Foles got sacked zero times. Shout out to Halapuli Vadi Vitae. Yes. Holding it down as the backup. He did not get touched. So tell me how Marcus Peters was going to make a difference if Nick Foles didn't get touched to begin with. What extraness would they be able to do with not him? Not Marcus Peters. Marcus Whatever Peters plays for the Chiefs. Jeremy in it? Something. Some Peters. Peters. Let's call him Peters. <laughs> His last name's Peters. Peters. How is him not playing affecting that game? How is him being on the field affect that game? Right. Nick's told, Nick Foles gets touched negative times? I don't see how that works. There's only one player on that team that didn't play that you could say affected the game, and that's Jordan Hicks because he's their play caller. That's it. That is all I'm giving you. You know somebody had the nerve to tell me we were also, they were also missing their starting kicker, Caleb Sturgis. That played a big part. They said that? Yes. I'm like, dude. They spazzed. Their rookie kicker broke records yeah, twice, twice in the same game. In the same game. They, he had a they, better game than who I consider the GOAT and Steven Gostowski. He had a better game than him. I ain't going to lie. That Eagles team is loaded. So how are you telling me? Exactly. They are starters. That was going to come in and do the same shit is it that their bench guy. Doesn't Long take part in the rotation? Yes. Yeah. They have a seven-man defensive line rotation. Yeah, they're like seven, yeah, they're like seven or eight deep. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. They're yeah. loaded. You feel me? They were straight regardless. Oh, my God. That's why, that's why they didn't get tired the whole game because exactly. like, they're constantly just fresh. But I'm telling you right now, if Tom Brady doesn't take that set, he was about to drive downfield. Sure. It's something about when you watch Tom Brady play, you could tell, like, it's like, oh, yeah, he got it. Yeah, I was fully. Like, if it wasn't for that sack. Well, y'all heard me talking. I was fully expecting that the whole way. If it wasn't I was for like, that sack, <laughs> I was, I was going to be more worried about, are they going to get a two-point conversion? Yeah. Because I knew a touchdown was going to happen. And I was still, I walked out. Well, that's what, and that's I what walked, Nels said to me, too. Nels was like, well, they still have to get a two-point conversion. And I was like. I, me personally, I was like, I'm not worried about that. I was like, I know they'll get that. Like, I, was like, I was, I walked out, and the greatness of Tom Brady, which I'm sorry, people can hit all them all you want to. The man, they do those stupid. I don't. Their special team coach need to go for that dumbass decision he makes at the end. Of that the reverse game. thing that, that reverse they tried to do, that yeah, that hurt. That line. definitely hurt them for sure. And Tom Brady, how much time was left when he got the ball back at the ten? Nails. Like 40 some seconds. 48 seconds, seconds or yeah. something like that. He gets a throw into the end zone with no timeouts. That almost was caught. Yes. With 40 seconds and no timeouts, he's able to get a throw to the end zone. While avoiding a sack. While avoiding a sack. At 40. Come on, son. Tom Brady's not going anywhere. Yeah. Bottom bottom line to me, 
I just wanted to make a notation that the Eagles had to play the perfect game. And they did. Yeah. And they did. Won by eight points. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, good for them. Come on now. We're still them. those niggas. So we'll look forward to next year. Um, moving on a little bit, shout out to uh, Matt Patricia officially becoming the head coach of the Detroit Lions. And for Josh McDaniels pulling the biggest <laughs> heel turn, the biggest heel turn in NFL history. Whoa. The day before they were supposed to have their introductory press conference with the Colts. Says, nah, fam, because Robert Kraft said to Josh McDaniels, you are getting the Patriots once Bill's gone. He might. That's what, no, that's what he told him. Oh, word. Yeah, that's the only Dad, reason he came back. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sorry people can get mad all they want to. I see nothing wrong with what he did. I think it's a little fucked up, but I The only reason it. you see it's fucked The only reason that people think it's fucked up is because they know he can do work with the Patriots. No, that's not the reason I'm, that's not the reason I think it's fucked up. He did. You only commit when you sign this contract. No, you could. Okay, yeah. You if you want to do, okay, if you, that's the legally speaking. But if, Jordan it, was supposed to but if, but if you're already agreeing to the introductory press conference and everything hey. like that, like I feel like that's until I sign these paperwork, everything is speculation. Yeah. You notice Matt Patricia didn't sign until it's too he's not allowed to. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Technically, I could do whatever <laughs> I want until I, I sign that paper. I can do whatever I want. Well, that's for me. He look. He did that decision on. Am I gonna have a better career as the Colts head coach or as a Patriots head well, coach? Well here's what I think here's right. what I think is interesting too. Right after reports of him going back to New England, other reports were sur- uh, surfaced about Andrew Luck may have to have another surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, I'm wondering I'm wondering now you still, So I'm wondering if somebody might have leaked. Yeah, and maybe he was like, Ooh, hold yeah, on. I I'm thought straight. he was gonna be good. Yeah. I don't want and that. And his agent, his agent told him that he might be making the biggest mistake of his career. Which is possible if things don't pan out in New England, he, his agent could be right. You I mean, so? I feel like I think even though he did line. that, he's next, he is next. I think no, I, I understand that. I'm saying you just never know. You, you never know this NFL business and how is, things go. The, thing with, the like, reason I feel like it's a good thing for him, like Matt, um, Josh McDaniels is young. He's not going anywhere coaching-wise. Like, right. He has his skill set isn't going anywhere to coach. Ain't like you need much physical skill to coach, so it's not like he's gonna get hurt and not be able to coach. You feel me? Like his coaching is gonna be there for years and years and years. And Father Time is catching up to Bill Belichick. Yeah. Like so, he knows soon enough Bill is gonna retire. And what better place for me to take over than this dynasty that he already has? Yeah, because Bill's sixty five now. That Bill is already Bill is in the process of mentoring Josh McDaniels. On a higher level. Good. So he could probably take over. So I'm not mad at all that he didn't. Fuck the Colts. I'm sorry. But you gotta be that was the trash. But you gotta be that was the biggest heel turn. In, oh, yeah. You know? Why? Because <laughs> people amazing. want. Why? It, I, but I feel like the, the reason it's such a big ass deal is for the fact that they know how good Josh McDaniels is and it would suck for somebody that's good to still be with the Patriots. You know how excited people were when they found out we were losing our offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator? Yo, it's People like were ecstatic. It's like Luke Skywalker going to the dark side. But he's yeah. like, dang. He was already there. But people never liked Josh McDaniels. That's what's crazy. I don't know why they acting up anyways. Nobody ever liked Josh McDaniels. He went to Denver, was cheating, <laughs> and then dipped, came back. Like nobody ever liked Josh McDaniels to mm-hmm. begin with. They're just mad that sorry old little Colts don't have a coach. They are gonna be sorry too. Oh my gosh. And he avoided putting himself in a bad situation because his his own oh, told him you got to let me tell you here. I laughed 
I literally laughed out loud when I saw the uh, the Colts press conference today when the GM goes, the rivalry is back on. I was like, what rivalry, shit? <laughs> Y'all ain't got no team. I have nothing. <laughs> Y'all don't have, have a team. Anything. What you mean the rivalry is back you on? You have Jacoby That's mad set. cute. That's mad T.Y. cute. T.Y. Hilton going to go to the Patriots. That'll be crazy. Oh, God. I don't need another one. Y'all midget ass receivers on my team. He about to spash. Yo, yeah, if y'all were to get like a big bodied receiver, <sighs> Alshon Jeffrey gonna jump shot on this plan. Alshon Jeffrey. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send out an, an apology. Nah, fucking apology. Good job to Stephon Gilmore. He did his job in the Super Bowl. He saved his job. He did. He I'll showed see, he showed his worth a little I'll bit. He did some season. things I ain't seen him do the yes, whole season. All I was like, I was like, this nigga I hit. <laughs> He had Alshon on L's. Like, whenever... I, and the thing is, it makes sense because they played in high school together. Yeah. And college. And college. But Alshon had some amazing catches during that game, though. He had some catches that I was like, jeez. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's, he's, a, little, he's a nasty little jet. Shout out to Gronk. Gronk showed up in the second half while they were talking cash. Bro, five catches in a row. Yeah, it was, as they were talking cash about You know... They were like, oh, Gronk hasn't showed up at all. You know, catch, while, catch, catch. Oh, yeah, I knew, that, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Shut your ass while, um, I'm here. <laughs> while I do agree with you that I think Gronk will be back next year, I think it, I don't know. I think he needs to really take a mental inventory. Of what? Of his body. I mean, this is his first full And all the injuries. Year. Huh? This is his first full year. What do you mean his first full year? He technically didn't miss a game this year. Except for the one he was suspended. Exactly. No, but I'm... This is his healthiest... But, I mean, he's had injuries. I know, but I'm saying, but, like... You're saying he's Injuries compound on each other. And now, like, with the concussion and everything like that, like... It's not his first concussion. I'm nah. sure. So, I don't know. Nah, bro. Play. You're young. Play football. Oh, my gosh. Like, we're not telling you all these other niggas that's how he getting knocked out and quit. So Gronk ain't quit nothing. I'm just saying Gronk takes a lot of physical abuse. So does Big Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben. But he needs to get out of here too. Yeah, he needs to get the whole out of here. Earl Thomas got hurt one time talking about something I'm about to clear. (laughs) And got pussies like that on pictures. He said he said he he want to clear it because he want to go to the Cowboys. No, I remember when he got hurt. It was contemplating retirement. Yeah, got his first injury. He want to go to the Cowboys. The fuck, we don't got pussies like that around our program. Oh my gosh! Wow, bro. Rob Gronkowski is going to do this work. All right. Keep working. Well, that's we all. Need another, we need another tight end to help him out. We need to get Trey Burton. Eagles, I'll let him. That's all I gotta say about the Super Bowl. Anything else I need to say? Nah, man. Um, shout out to the Eagles finally getting one. Word. They they deserved it. That was a great game. That's probably the best Super Bowl I've seen out of the Patriots. It's the best Super Bowl I've seen the Patriots involved in. I low key felt game. bad that the Eagles won without Carson Wentz though. I, I felt like I felt like starting next year. Yeah, no, but like I felt like he did all that this year to get them to that point, and then it guess was what just, he gets. what he gets for it. I don't know he gets a ring, but like <laughs> I still, you don't get MVP. Yeah. But you get a ring for it, and Nick Foles gets a job somewhere, eventually. Oh, he yeah, he definitely gonna get a job. He has to. Now, do you think a team will give up a, a first rounder for him? Or like a second they can. round. They can. They can. Honestly, I don't think I'd I don't give up a first. I don't, I don't think I'd give up a first rounder for him. I don't think they will because the Eagles do have a. Stack the roster to be able to do that with. Right. So Too unless stacked. He, unless he goes to another stacked roster, I don't see him doing that again. Word. They fall to Jacksonville, maybe. Jacksonville. If he goes to Jacksonville, I'll take anybody in Jacksonville over Blake Bortles. What's crazy is 
During the Super Bowl party, somebody actually was arguing for Blake Bortles against Tyrod Taylor. Yes. And it was one of my boys, too. And I'm, like, astounded. Because he was just, he was getting, they were getting mad at me because I was downplaying Lamar Jackson. And I was telling him, Lamar Jackson will be a good player, but he's not about to be this, 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 this freakish Mike Vick 2.0 that everybody keeps thinking he's about to be. Because history has shown that these black quarterbacks are coming in and are not taking off like that. So I don't think that that's what's about to be the case. I don't think that he's about to come in and just have rookie of the year numbers, Mike Vick type numbers. Like He threw four picks in a big game right. in his career. In a pro, in a, in a, not a pro bowl, but a bowl game. When you're not playing these little trash 13th grade football teams with these student athletes who are about to be truck drivers at the end of this game. game. They're not even trying to go to the league. Have these teams that you play in college, how many of them can you actually say all the players on that team are aiming to go to the league? Not a lot of them. So Lamar Jackson's out there doing high school shit to kids that are just there to play football until they graduate and then go get a regular job. You're about to come to the NFL. This is the job. Like To, to, to rebut what you're saying, what's up, people? Um, hey, what's going on, B? Uh, the bad thing about those four interceptions that he threw in that game, first half he 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 looked amazing, world class. Second half you start to, to see the the mechanics ain't all the, the not, not not just the mechanics, but the level of his team. His team his team was terrible this year. Mike Vick's teams at Atlanta were never terrible. You know why they could be never terrible? Those are professionals. Exactly. Those are professionals. So. In worst case scenario, and they did say uh, Michael Vick had weird mechanics too, because he was a lefty. Mm-hmm. They'd say he had weird mechanics. So if, if Lamar does the bottom level of what Mike Vick could do, then that that'd be a good solid career in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to go out there and be amazing like most people think he does. Yeah, which I don't feel like he. I feel like he'll do exactly that. But yeah. I don't think he's gonna come in and be this phenom he, that people are making him out to see. Like we we. We were talking the same cash when mm-hmm. Robert Griffin was coming out. Right. And you saw how that worked. Now everybody's like, oh, he has 4-3. Who's going to stop his 4-3? I think- a shorter pad to your chest <laughs> will stop a 4-3. Yeah. And I guarantee you, you'll never try to run that 4-3 on that field again. I think Lamar should come in there and do the Russell Wilson or the uh, Tyrod Taylor. Just do your job. Exactly. Because Tyrod Taylor, too much. Look, at, look, look at how people don't talk how good Tyrod Taylor is. That man really is that good. He just does his job. And he's doing it with nothing. Yep. His teams his teams are bad. His yes. teams are like the Lamar are teams that he used to. Are the are bad horrible. teams. And you talk about um, uh, Russell Wilson, he just do what he needs to do. Russell Wilson could take off every single time if he wanted to and make uh, a mockery of the league by running. And that could his career up. But just, take, just do what you're supposed to do. Take care of the game, man. Um we could go ahead and name other quarterbacks who run crazy four four fours or forty yard dashes, and they didn't do good. Mm-hmm. I mean, to bring up another name, Colin Kaepernick, he he runs a good forty time. Those times in which he was dominating the league, that run style offense, that RPO, but then when you take that away from him, it didn't do so much, do so well with him. Um, can he still play football? Yeah, when he just does the bare minimum. Don't try to take off so much. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the biggest drawback when they have um, um, black quarterbacks. If a black mm-hmm. quarterback wants to take off a lot, then he's not going to do well in the, uh, in the NFL. And I but, feel like that's what he'll try to do if unless he's in the right system to where they understand, like, this is, this is not college. 
You're not about to be running around, pointing at people, be like, oh, juking everybody. That's not happening because you're going to take one hit. You're going to get a Brandon Cooks. Yeah, and you're going to get knocked out. You're going to get Pat Whited. He has to to come in and do enough, but the biggest thing that has to happen to Lamar Jackson is that he goes to the right system. Got to go to the right system. He doesn't go to the right system. He goes to a team that just wants to put him out there and think that he's going to be world class. They're going to hurt that man. They're going to hurt that man. They're going to ruin him. That's probably why RG3 got hurt. Because RG3 went up there and thought he was, gonna, he was the same RG3 at Baylor. And I'm going to run around and do what I was doing back and then. And it messed his leg and all the way up. But his, it's, it's first two years, yeah, that he was in a perfect system. Didn't his he? first two years, I thought he got hurt his rookie season. He got hurt the second year. Second, second year. He had, a good, he had a good first year. Yeah, the first year. Yeah. You know, the first year people ain't used to it. You know, he's out here doing his love. First two years. Give, give, give. It's the system. The they, system and they ran their little pistols. Perfect for him. That RPO was nice. Yeah. And then his, and his, second, season, his nice. second season, he got Same. he got blasted. He got cocky and thought he could still take off. And then he took a shoulder. To the to chest. The, to the chest. <laughs> and that 4-4 was no more. Oh, that 4-4 was no more. Oh, I'm do you here. just think these things up I'm just off here. the top of the dome? Top of the dome. You know. but it was, it's, it's like freestyle comedy coming off the top of the dome. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. Okay, man. Nick. <laughs> so what we covered so far? Uh, we just wrapped up the Super Bowl talk. We about to move on now to uh, NBA stuff. Yeah. So y'all went over, y'all went over uh, what y'all thought would happen? What do you mean what we thought would happen? With the whole uh, Michael Butler thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We mm-hmm. discussed all that. That's the reason I gave the Patriots the L this week. You gave them the L? Could you, for, could for you skim over Matt? it? Huh? Could you skim over it? Because the one wasn't here. Well, just how they were idiots for it and their their reasoning behind it, which, you know, we think is BS. And the fact that he posted himself that it's all BS. Tom Brady liked the post. And it just seemed like there was just a lot more than what the Patriots were willing to let on. But, you know, they keep their... There's, their secrets are like it's like a fortress. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not, it's like a fortress never, there. You know, you'll never know the full story. We're never going to actually know what the yes, full story is. Ten years from now, thirty for thirty. Maybe, probably. I mean, Bill Belichick so secretive he probably. Well, ain't or be, actually, once Butler, once Butler, once Butler's on another team, he might just He'll be like, no, Robert Kraft will block, will blackball him. Robert, listen, Robert Robert Kraft block, blackball of the, uh, the Colts, the Jets. But Come I don't on think now. he has. I don't think he has any reason to blackball Malcolm Butler. <laughs> Michael Butler worked hard for the four years that he was with the Patriots. I, I agree. And he's done nothing, I feel, to get blackballed. He actually The fact that he actually wrote a letter shouting out the organization, that should be his letter of release. Like, all right, y'all boys, you ain't got to mess my career up. Let me go out there and make my money somewhere else. I agree. Yeah, that was definitely his goodbye letter. Yeah, like... Yeah, he's a free know. agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's a free and, agent, I, so. And you heard... Um, did y'all see um, DeAndre Hopkins... Well, went on Twitter and was like, "Hey, we got a spot for you over here." Oh. A lot of receivers trying to recruit now. You mm-hmm. guys see Le'Veon Bell, um, he OBJ. Posted, he posted a picture of him in a, in a, in a Texans jersey. Oh, wow. The Texans could really use him. Yes, in that secondary, they were stupid enough to let go AJ Boyd. Yeah, you know, you know, if I who here is the organization. He's going to the Seahawks. Hit no, nah, that'd be great. Here's the organ. Be nice though. Hit no. Here's the organization that it'll work best for. Pittsburgh Steelers. I can see him going over there, but they. You guys, you guys have a real, real rich rivalry, and it'd be perfect. You guys, James Harrison. We I got Michael Butler. I'd be surprised Button. if he went somewhere that was a rival mm-hmm. of the Patriots, though. You, you know who has another pick that Pittsburgh Steelers should actually think about acquiring? Foles. 
They really should. They, they really need it. They should. need it. They need a backup Foles option. Foles would be a perfect fit because they're because uh, Landry Jones is not it no, as a backup. No, he Landry is, Jones ain't been it since he, he can't got do drafted. Nothing. Yeah. nothing. <laughs> and he wasn't any from Oklahoma. Yeah, he ain't been, right? been in that Oklahoma. He's so trash, bro. Yeah. Was he nice at Oklahoma? He was okay. He was all right. Yeah, he was okay. Was that one of those situations where the big name school made him yes. had gave him more hype than he was more, actually yeah. worth? The school was big, so that's and he's right. starting quarterback for the school. Big school, big hype. Basically. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, that would. Be uh, Raiders could use him. We need help in our secondary so bad. We cut our one of our corners already. Just the Cowboys could use him too. But you know, we don't right. know how to do anything with secondary. They're uh-huh. predicting Nick, the Ravens. To, I mean, the Raiders to possibly pick up Le'Veon Bell. I saw that. That'd be crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> Didn't Marshawn got a four year? No, he only got a couple years, but he's gone once we move to Vegas anyway, so we're going to need. For real? Yeah, you think yeah. Sheldon, he's only there because he wants to try to win a title for Oakland before they leave. You think Sheldon Richardson is signed with the Patriots? He could. I can see that. I wouldn't be such a bad pickup for, for the Patriots. A, we need a deep, we need a front seven guy so bad. But Boy. you know, man. That 30 for 30 was beautiful. You guys seen it? Two Bills? Yeah, two Bills, yeah, that one was yeah. nice. Didn't you see it? Oh, you need to watch it. It was really good. It, 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 it Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells? It'll make, yeah. it, make you understand how a Patriots move. Like, how, well, I'm sorry, how Bill Belichick moves. The Patriot way is the Parcells way. Yes, yeah, yeah. 100%. And when it comes to acquiring people, acquiring players or drafting, it's a certain type of guy they want. Oh, like, good. acquiring James Harrison... That's a Bill Parcells move. That was a really good move for us. That's a Bill Parcells move. That's a Parcells guy. Yeah, because it's a big name defensive lineman. He didn't play a great Super Bowl. He did his job. He missed a lot of tackles, but that was a great... He did a lot for us in this offseason. I definitely was. And then this postseason, I mean... Um, he made a lot of big plays in the postseason. It's just the so. Malcolm Butler thing was not a, yeah, was they, not a Parcells they, move. That hurt me. Starting like, start Malcolm Butler is the Parcells move. Well, that, what's crazy is I didn't realize that he wasn't on the field until like halfway through the first. Yeah. And I was like, when they started they talking about it. Yeah, and I was, and I was like, like, I was like, Dylan, I was like, you know what's weird? I was like, he's not in the game. He played special teams one time. He played one. one. Yeah, he played yeah. one special teams. That's cr- and one time. He got on the field once. That hurts as a Patriots fan to be like your team doing not dumb even shit. A, not even the Patriots, bro. Think about you as an athlete, dog. You find out the the day before the, the I'm mean, not even day the day of the, not even the day of you you find out after after the after warm up after warm up and, you know, and you know what's crazy you saw him the whole game he had his helmet on the entire game so like he was look, ready to look, go in the got, entire it looks, game it looks foolish like you, you started ninety percent of your snaps all year against the number one receiver then bro you find out. Minutes before the game started. After warm-ups? That's crazy to me. And the fact that... And that's why I was saying, like, their excuses for why, like, just seem like complete BS to me. Because none of those reasons, like, missing curfew or being slow in practice, like... That doesn't. I don't think that doesn't. That justifies sitting him the entire Super Bowl. Okay, bench him a quarter and then put him out there. Like what? I think um one of the I forgot which show it's on. I don't know if it was Shannon Sharp or one of those dudes. They were saying that the only way, the only. Um, scenario he thinks maybe would make sense for him would be the size thing with 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 Malcolm Butler. That was the thing, only thing he said he would see as an issue. Rowe and Gilmore that much bigger than him? Yes. No. Just um, Gilmore is like he's over. I think a good like six one or six two. Okay, so but, so, so but, to re- to rebuttal what you're saying, I'm not. It's not yeah, my yeah, argument. Yeah, okay, to rebuttal what they're saying, they took what, what's buddy name B- Bambino. No. Batamosi. 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 Who only plays special teams, doesn't play defense at all, who didn't play it all year and sticks him at the nickel position. If the size thing was a thing, why don't you put um, Butler in the slot at the nickel? 
Yeah, they. Yeah. saying stuff like that didn't make sense. Even though he said that, yeah. it's like Nelson Aguilar is not that biggest. Yeah, he's not that re- receiver ever. So I'm trying to figure. He made out. him look like that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he definitely yeah, he looked, was looked like that. But like another thing too was Malcolm Butler, at, um, leading up to the Super Bowl, every practice he was a number one guy. He was a deep. He, star, he was a starter, which is another thing that didn't make sense. Like, how you get this information that? In every practice, he was the starting defense, starting the corner on defense. Then, after warm-ups, you no longer come on, man. And what's crazy is he weighs about the he's about the same height and same weight as Nelson Nagalor. So now that takes that argument all the way away. So it's like I don't believe that anyways, because he's about he's five eleven one ninety. Nelson Nagalor is six foot one ninety eight. I like good matchup me. That would have been a that perfect been nice. matchup. Sound like something I put money on right there. I want to see that one. And he was saying that oh, and the, as far as like the because he he was saying that the Patriots are known to give up a lot of yards. So they want he's like we figured they they supposedly think that they figured if they put a big body on all the receivers in the red zone, it gives them a better chance in case Nick Foles would have wanted to throw a jump ball or. Stuff like that. They were just running by them guys. But yeah, Eric Rowe was out there looking like a scrub. Like a, he, like I a guess he's scrub. he's six a one scrub. He's six one two. He's he's six one two oh five. But that's a big boy. Yeah, but still, like I will put my five eleven against the six one two oh five guy. I'm putting my. I'm at the end of the day, I'm putting my best corner out there, man. Yeah, he ain't playing with that. And you know, I was talking trash about Stephon Gilmore all year. He showed up. Second half, first yeah. half, he was getting lit up like a light bulb. He showed up at the end. He's six one. So I, I I guess, but nah. But you know what's crazy in the early in, in the earlier part of the season for you guys, Stephon Gilmore was looking booty, dude. Like I should have never paid that guy. Yeah. But you know who was looking good? Who? Butler. Butler was making plays. Butler was trash this year too for me. I ain't gonna lie to you. I didn't think he played that great. I don't think none of our DBs are that great. Um, I didn't think Butler was. Not that even McCordy. McCordy's McCord- your I guy. Told- I, McCourty's my guy, but I told people at the beginning of that game that this game, we're going to win this game. It has to be on Devin McCourty. I forgot who I told that to. Me. But I, yes, I was like Devin McCourty has to show up for He's us to win this dude. game. That's a Devin McCourty guy. got beat on the last touchdown of the game, and it was like one of those you look like a scrub type beats because he tripped and fell. Mm-hmm. He was looking like he was falling. While the guy is pe- catching the ball mm-hmm. and diving into the end zone, you can't be an all-pro safety and in crucial situation on a slant. On a slant, be falling on oh, your ass against a tight end. Against a tight end. Oh like, yeah. If we lost the game, hurts. they took the lead with that touchdown because you, you're falling. You're a Pro Bowl type of safety falling and tripping, sticking a tight end. Like it's on you. Like that's your only job. You're the best defender on the field at the moment. And he folded. He folded. How do you feel about Chris Carter? You hear what Chris Carter said? No. Chris Carter said that this tarnishes Brady's reputation. And that everything nah. that Brady's done before that technically is like, eh, because he lost this game. No, I disagree. Chris Carter just wanted to take away something from Didn't Chris Carter so like, go for zero for zero? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he never went. That's he crazy. was part of that team that was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. They're on missing rings. That's crazy. I'm like, how are you saying, like, because Tom Brady... Because the other guy that was going against him was saying, doesn't Brady look better going five and three than five? Doesn't five and three look better than five and two? Technically, because you're still making it there. And he's saying I, that I like, like you know, he Chris Carter was saying, I'd rather 
not make it than make it and lose. Wait, it'd, Chris Carter said what? It'd be it would look better to not make it than to make, make it, it and lose? lose. Are you serious? That's dumb. I was like, wow. Not make the champ. <laughs> I was like, that's real. That sounds real ridiculous. Like he really is saying that that tarnishes a bit of Brady's reputation. The fact that he didn't win, and he kept mentioning how you see how like when Brady when they he's like that's how that's why the Seahawks game was so crucial when they made it there and won because if it wasn't for that they would have been losing a lot of Super Bowls. See, but that's that same mentality but, that has people saying that LeBron James isn't great. Exactly. Which is crazy. But the thing is, but he brought up LeBron, and I'm like, but the difference between Tom Brady and LeBron, no offense to LeBron, is Tom Brady's won more than he's lost in the Super Bowl. So That's if you're true. not gonna, you're not tarnished, you're not saying anything about LeBron's legacy at all. So why would you sit there and say that Tom Brady's legacy is tarnished if he's five and three in Super Bowls and it's been more than more Super Bowls than any other quarterback to ever play? How is that tarnishing? I don't understand how that tarnishes his legacy by making it there. Like, he was, I don't know. He wasn't really saying nothing, but I shouldn't, you expect that from people that don't win at all. <laughs> that's just, that's just wild. Yeah. And then he mentioned how, what if we hadn't seen Tom Brady play ever again after the 28-3 comeback that they had with the Falcons? His legacy's better then than coming in this game and losing to a backup quarterback. I'm like, bro, what? He didn't lose to a backup quarterback. His team lost to a backup quarterback. He threw for 500 yards. When's the last person to throw for 500 yards in the Super Bowl? Fair. That's crazy. All right, y'all. We spent a good hour talking about the Super Bowl. Anything else NFL related you want to talk about before we move on? Not in the NFL. So how about the... Uh, National Basketball Association. The N B A. Hey, why y'all didn't talk about these recruiting clashes though, you feel me? The N A B A A A Nobody trying to talk about no recruiting classes, Dylan. Why not? Alright, tell us. Talk about the N C A A. Alright. I wanna talk about the Inca. All right, talk about the Inca then. Y'all heard uh, about that on. player who nope. committed to Florida and his mom's was wearing a, a... Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that video. That was disrespectful. His mom's wearing a Bamba hoodie. And she just got and up and walked away while he's on national television. And he commits to Florida and she leaves. And then she doesn't leave behind them. She leaves in she front of the table. She walks in front of the camera. What a piece of trash. <laughs> That's real, dog. That's trash. I balls out at Florida. Word. And then gives her no bread. And brings when he gets Aaron Rodgers. Apparently she came right back. Yeah, I bet. I hope he pulls an Aaron Rodgers. What do he do? He don't. He don't talk to his family like that. Oh, he snapped. Yeah, he doesn't have a relationship. Why are they with his white family. though? White people with families be like that sometimes. Do they? Yeah. Do they? They be leaving their parents in hospitals for years and years. <laughs> and years. Like, yeah, that's really, trash. They really gotta do better. Shut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you spazzed really, you really hard. You talk to your cousins and them. Shut your ass up. Cousin now? And Cunnel. And Cunnel. But yeah, but watch out for Florida, bro, in this recruiting class, man. We out here. Florida coming back to take over the SEC again. That's all you want to talk about? Oh, and Alabama's ranked a C- minus in their recruiting class this year. They only got two five-star prospects. It's because Alabama's trash. Just because everybody's tired of Alabama. Mm-hmm. UCF got a D minus. Them niggas got no, f- no five-stars. No four stars and got like 13 three stars. 
Yikes. UCF about to be trash next year. They're about to go from 0-12 to 12-0 back to 0-12. <laughs> that would be crazy. They're about to be ass this year. But yeah, carry on. To the N. B. A. <laughs> so wait, so we didn't talk about the Blake Griffin trade last week, did we? Did that happen nah, after it didn't the show? Happen, it happened after the show. Oh. Yeah, so Blake Griffin went to the Pistons. Great move. And they've been 5-0 and ever since. Great move for the Pistons. Stupid move for the Clippers. Solid. They had to let them boys go. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Blake. He has a better chance of making something shake in Detroit than he does. Yeah, but what if they don't let go of DeAndre? They will. DeAndre about to be gone. What if they don't? He going to Celtic. No. Isn't the, uh, I believe the trade deadline's tomorrow. Sleep, he going to the... He going. They about to well, Thursday. Well, for those listening today, <laughs> he going to the, he going to the Wizards. Who going to the Wizards? Martian Gortat about to get the whole. So, there. so we'll have to discuss whatever the latest trades are next week because tomorrow's the deadline. Martian Gortat about to get the hell out of there because he out there selling up. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and John Wall ain't having it at all. John Wall said he got the, like most, he got the most spoon-fed fed baskets is... in the league. Sheesh. I was like, and I'm like, y'all, y'all got a game at all coming up, or y'all got a game before the trade? I'm about to watch this. Y'all probably need to clear it before the trade deadline. No you know, somebody Wall, gotta go before the trade. You deadline. know, John Wall bullying too. Exactly. Isn't you sleep? Marching in the mafia. Isn't this week? Isn't this week? Uh, is this week the All Star week, or is that next week? Next week, broski. I am. I'm mad about that shit, bro. This it's been what five all stars that got hurt. Everybody said everybody hurt, bro. Everybody gone like it's the all star curse, bro. Porzingis just tore his knee. In oh my two. gosh! You know Did you see that video? No, I don't no, want I to. Either. That shit look painful. I'm Did it? So, when they told he's me, so big. Like every time he comes down, like he look, every time he comes down, like I always think he's gonna get hurt. And yeah, you know, like you know when the headlines be so crazy that you really don't want to watch the video. Yeah. <laughs> when they use the word gruesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. The I'm word like, gruesome is instantly, I'm watching yeah. that. I'm straight. I don't need to see what happened to him. I hate watching leg injuries. Sean Livingston is the worst I've seen. Him and Paul George. Word. I don't know. What, what, what if what? from Louisville? I don't know. Buddy's this season was oh, tough for me to look at, too. Andre Ware. Yeah, uh, Gordon Hayward. Gordon, Gordon Hayward was tough for me to look Gordon at, too. Hayward was pretty bad. Because from Louisville, leg was That was hanging. Hang oh, oh, God. <laughs> Could you imagine? Well, George shit was crazy, too, though. I ain't yeah. That shit was ridiculous. But that's why I don't watch them shits anymore. Like, I don't need to see. Perzingis too goddamn big. For yeah. Me to see what earth He's to his big as hell and leg. skinny, bro. Like, that. I'm straight. I Did you see his leg actually go out of place? Yeah, bro. I'm straight. I don't need to see For real? Shit. It looks all jacked up, bro. I'll show you the video after the podcast. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready. Yeah, I'm Gucci on that. But yeah, like, he's hurt. Who else got hurt? Kevin Love is out at All-Star game. Yeah, Kevin Love uh, got hurt. DeMarcus Cousins is out of the All-Star game. Boogie! Boogie. Somebody else out of the All-Star game. Damn. I don't know. Oh my god. Yeah, but um yeah, so not a replacement star Goran Dragic and <laughs> Goran Dragic got in? Yeah. Wow. But I, I ain't gonna say nothing because he dropped thirty the game that I was talking cash about him being in there, he dropped thirty that game. So I was like, Well, he dropped thirty, you must belong in there for some reason. <laughs> he dropped thirty, you niggas trash niggas don't just be dropping thirty. Yeah, thirty is not easy. Yeah, so he could get in there, but I wonder who they're gonna replace Kristoff with. Mm. Maybe Jalen Brown. 
But speaking of trash, can we talk about how trash the Cavs are? Bro. Oh, God. Something wrong with that. Something heavily wrong with that team, boys. We ain't fucking with each other. So we just go our separate ways. Word, bro. That's crazy. (laughs) crazy. Did you actually say that? Pretty much. Yeah, but pretty much, yeah. For lack of a better word, yeah. Isaiah Thomas is a problem. People don't realize that. He was cool in Boston because he was the only one. He told him the truth. He, He is. Yeah, but he's not liked. I don't know why. He ain't the problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's an attitude thing. Because he's used to being in Boston where niggas hustle. That's true. And try. He's on a team right now where he sees how different these niggas are. Like, these niggas don't give a fuck. And why Kyrie wanted to get out. Exactly. That's probably what he does see. He probably sees exactly why Kyrie wanted to get the hell out of there. You look at the players on the Cavs, and let's say F basketball for a second. Look at them as people. If you were to play with them on the street court... Uh, you'd be like, oh, this nigga probably play lazy as hell. Jr. Jr. Iman. Iman. Kevin Love. Kevin Love gives you he gives you hustle. I guess until he get tired. <laughs> oh, you mean he's a five minute player? Yes, he gonna give you them buckets when he's that white boy that go that you play that you pick up in the gym just because you know he about to sit at that three point line and drain. But that's all you expect from him. You don't expect hustle like sh- like shit out of Kevin Love. The only reason he gets all these rebounds is because he's eight foot twelve. <laughs> of course you're gonna get all these rebounds. That's your job. Eight foot twelve is what this guy says. Like who else is on that team? Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. Look Derrick Rose lazy. is so trash. You look lazy. He do. So trash. On, bro. And not LeBron. LeBron looks lazy. Like Word. as much as LeBron is not a lazy person, he looks lazy. Word. Like, that looks like a team that if they were to. I can only imagine how a cash practice is. These niggas just be throwing up half court shots. And, oh. and Wade, Wade don't cook until playoffs. You feel me, Wade? That's just where he's in his career. Wade he's sleep. Just, yeah, that's this. Yeah, that's, they knew what they were getting. That's when they lifetime signed him. achievement. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. But that's another player. He ain't about to hustle nothing. No. So there's nobody on that team that you can really say works hard for their buckets or works hard or gets. He was mentioning how I'm used to being somewhere where you're not, it's hustle defense, loose balls, steals like. Those hustle things, like yeah. the things that. Oh, you mean a young team? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hard. They got. He's on. He's with a bunch of old niggas. And LeBron straight up said they should take all the Cavs games off national TV for the rest of the season. They should. He said that. He said that. Nobody want to see that shit. You lost to the Jack. You lost to the. You zero three versus the Magic. They're boring. I'll say that much. Cavs basketball is boring basketball. You're zero and three against the Magic's. No, they're not. They're, they're oh, they're 2-1. I'm tripping. But they just got they just got whooped by the Magic. Yeah, they, they were. They had a 21-point 21 21 lead and ended up losing by, like, 19. Like, so where they do that at? To man? the last team in the... In the and people... And then yeah. I had an avid LeBron Cavaliers fan at the house during the Super Bowl who, who seems to believe that when it becomes playoff time, it's going to be a different LeBron, a different team. And, well, it'll be a different LeBron just because that's Bron in the playoffs, but it's not going to be a different team. But look, and how LeBron's not gonna lose in the playoffs. I'm like, y'all, this is not. Cavs ain't getting to the finals at all. I told him this is not the trash East anymore, and they, they oh, nah, it's still trash. I'm like, how? Heck no. What? Like, how? No, Come this got, time last year, you got the Celtics balling, you got the the Raptors balling, the, the Bucks, the Bucks balling. Giannis is a problem. Yes, Giannis is about to be the truth. The truth. And the thing is, I told him this. Come this time last year, the East would have. <laughs> The top four teams, well above 500. And then everybody behind them would be like, all right, one or two games above. You might mess around and have two teams that's not even over 500. 
In seven and eighth position. Yeah, seven and eighth position. Now they have one through six, seven with thirty wins and twenty some wide losses. Everybody is balling for the East, mm-hmm. technically. So I'm not, that's why I was telling them like the East is not the trash East anymore. The top that that number eighteen, that's number seventeen. They're gonna put in work against whoever the hell they playing. Right. It's gonna be like the six the seventy uh, sixers, are gonna put in work against whoever the hell they play. There's no easy matchup for the Cavs. If they stay where they are right now, they're playing the Miami Heat. Nah. Yeah. No. They're four. No, they're three. Oh, they're three. And uh, so they play six. Who's six? Indiana. Indiana's still going to give them problems. Victor Oladipo been balling. They would have dropped to four or five. You're playing Miami Heat. Right. Miami can't wait to get in that ass. Pause. Pause. They can't wait. They can't wait to see. They can't wait for LeBron James and Dwayne Wade to pull up. LeBron James. They can't wait for LeBron and Dwayne Wade to pull up to Miami. You're obnoxious. Thinking shit sweet. Oh my gosh, you're obnoxious. They can't wait. Like, come on. Kyrie is not playing no games this year for y'all to be. And they might get Gordon Hayward back for the playoffs. Come on, They probably will. Kyrie ain't playing no games. I don't even see the Cavs making it to the Eastern Conference Finals this year, low key. The conference finals of the East. So, I don't know who's going to come out the West, but I definitely don't see LeBron and them coming out. Not, I want to see where DeAndre goes. Not Bron, Bron. The Pistons Bron, Bron. are in the East right now balling. Come on, son. Pistons are here. <laughs> no, but. Oh. Caps trash, they ain't going to do much. The Warriors got their ass whooped by the. The Thunder again. Mm-hmm. Thunder got their number. Yeah. That's a fact. They doing that off straight hustle. Off straight Russ hustle. Houston playing good, too. Russell. Russ hustle. Houston only a half game back from the Warriors. Houston balling. Bro, James Harden and Chris Paul together is ridiculous. There's a problem. That shit don't make no sense. You got two dudes that can get you 15 assists each in one game. They want 30. To. Assist, you got another man who just gave you a 60-point triple-double. Like on some 2K stuff. <laughs> like what I'm about to do right now. I'm surprised Lou Williams signed an extension. Yeah. I'm like, damn. You in there for the long haul, huh? He the leader of that team right now. He the man. Yeah, he is. He look like the man on that team. He the man. He the man. He the man. He the man. The Lakers said they not get LeBron. Nope. They don't really care. I like for how LeBron him. likes to come in around these times and be like, "Yeah, I'm not. Get, I'm not leaving. I'm here for the long haul." Just because he's not getting traded. Right. And it's like nigga. The long haul you mean until the end you of the season? To the end of the year? The fuck? Shut up. Like nigga. he like he not clearing it. Either you clean it or you gonna clear everybody else off your team. You gonna be the only one on the roster. You gonna make the roster by yourself. Well, now nah, there was like speculation that. Now the front office is not. Uh, they're not talking. They're not talking. They're not talking to LeBron in regards to their. They don't talk about their moves and none of that stuff. Don't no. the fuck treat them like everybody else. I'm tired of this people treating them like he got. Sit the fuck down. Don't worry about what we doing. Do your job. He got a huge ego. Cause now we gave you players, and you ain't doing shit with them. So now that's we, true. It's back to doing shit how we want to do it. That's why. It. That's why LeBron would never work it uh, with on the Warriors. Like all that talk, there was like all that that speculation that he would. Yeah, he probably, hell, they no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't work with the Warriors. They just don't want him. Yeah. <laughs> they good. They probably brought it up and was like, there's, LeBron. There's, there's, there's already, yeah. and they giggled. 
<laughs> there's already, there's already just enough ego on that team. Yeah, it's perfect amount. They yeah. don't they don't need somebody who refers to themselves as king. Oh no, they'll be the most word. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You're not about to be the king. Nobody around here. Yeah. Not on the team with Draymond Green on it. King Green, man. Draymond gonna be following LeBron in the game. They on the same team. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, exactly what he's going. Oh, you ain't scoring today, LeBron. It ain't your turn. <laughs> you're supposed to pass that to KD. You tripping? <laughs> Bro, everybody gets it's equal everybody, opportunity. Everybody gets equal. Ain't no kings in right here. Ain't no kings in, in, in the <laughs> hey, If you want to be a king, you better you take it down to, uh, to Cleveland, Sacramento. Or LA or something. Not you over here. You play a king over there, but you ain't doing it over here. This ain't no welcome back tour. Dude, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you want to have that shit. You was out here criticizing everybody else. You just joined the KD circuit. You feel me? You the fourth option. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You the fourth option behind, behind Clay. Oh. Matter of fact, you the fifth because I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> so you bought you this close to coming off the bench. Andre and Godala got to take it. Andre got to get you. Feel me? We got to put Andre in there first. And Sean got to get his time you too. So you might hear this day one. You might just be practice squad. Dude, Javale got to get you. <laughs> Not Javale. <laughs> Not Javale. Come on, son. Uh, McCall got to get his McCall, time. McCall been balling. Jordan uh, Bad, we got some good rookies. You're not going to come over here and just mess up. What we got going on? You got to fall in line. You got, you got to earn yours right here, LeBron. We give you six shots. Listen up, Dio. For real. Treat him like a straight Neo. You getting six shots. You got three and a half shots. You need to make one you're of You're going to come over here. You're going to put on your little six jersey that you have in Miami. <laughs> That's how many shots you get. That's, that's how many shots you get. You ain't getting 23. You're, nah. to, you're not getting 23 shots. <laughs> you ain't getting over 23. We don't got 23 shots going around. Hey, they, they retired Jordan's number across the league. I'm here 23 oh, now. Bro, we point you on a 10 day contract anyway. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we want straight uh-huh. rebounds and assists. Oh my gosh. Matter of fact, KD and Steph and my, my, my whole points better go up because you're on my team. If I was, if I was Draymond, like, if I don't get 15 points a game this year, LeBron don't need to be here. Word. Because you're supposed to be making me better. Oh, boy. You spazzed. On that note, I'm not a big LeBron fan. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. I fuck with you, Draymond Green, though, even though he just picked up his 13th technical of the year. This Shout out to him. A couple days ago, or yesterday. Let's make it 20. Because he threw the ball. To the ref, and the ref moved out the way like it was dodgeball, and they made it seem like he threw it at the ref. That's pussy shit. So they, they got a second take. Apparently that game he got it. That was a second take. Apparently his first take was he was about to, he was about to, he was all in the, the woman referee's face. Well, but it was like oh yeah he was acting like he was gonna beat up the woman referee. I'm like really, really, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. He was really. That's good. what he's about to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's about to put his hands on a woman, huh? Yeah. Oh that's crazy, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. They're treating him like the Dominican Sue now. In Dominican Sue. They're giving him like. But you need one of those guys on your team, man, because they just really relieve. Do. They relieve all the fouls. See, because now what happens is if KD really committed a foul, Draymond raises his hand. Who do you think they're gonna give the foul to? Draymond. Man, they call some crazy foul on KD where Russell Westbrook just fell, tripped on his own foot. They called the meanest foul on KD. KD ain't even touch kid. That's lit. <laughs> I'm like, damn. So I was a Patriots game. <laughs> oh, yeah, easily. They never mm. call that call on KD. KD oh, was a Patriot. God. KD would have already got three MVPs, two final awards, <laughs> two final MVPs. He would have got yeah. into the Hall of Fame. You feel me? 
Hall of Fame. Hall of, <laughs> Hall of Fame. Ooh. I got some underrated bars of fame for you. Oh, let's go. But right. before you get into those underrated bars, we got to give a shout out to the Hall of Fame class that was announced for the NFL. Great class. Give them a shout out for what? This is a great class, I mean, bro. We already knew they was going in the Hall of Fame. Nah, but they, like, usually the NFL, they be effing nah, it up some of they, like, they, they, know, they didn't they know, F it up this year. They know they had to put T.O. in there because they know they was going to put Randy in there and it was going to look crazy. Yeah. If they put Randy in there and then put T.O. Randy, T.O., Ray Lewis, Brian Erlacher, Brian Dawkins, like. Man, that's a whole, that's one year of Madden. Uh, just put them on a team. That's one they year of Madden. That's a year of Madden on one game. Oh, my God. Word. That's a year of Madden on one game. But yeah, shout out, to, shout out to Randy Moss breaking down and crying and stuff like that in that video. You mean so much to him, bro. You need to bro, grow his yeah. hair back. That boy head like a little middle school. Yeah, Come on, man. Like a bad middle school <laughs> jit. Yeah, he do. Yeah. You got a bad yeah, he need to go down. section 8 middle section, school section kid hair. <laughs> All right, now let's give us your underrated bars of fame. Are you ready for the lineup? Wow. Yeah. I wish I could do this in real life. What day is, bro? All right. So there's a group called the Revitalists. The Revitalists? The Revitalists. What they're, kind of music they're, is this? They're a five-piece band. It's like contemporary rock. Okay. Um, they have this song called Wish I Knew You. Okay. Okay, they're an American rock band. Uh, let me give you the exact thing. Alternative rock, roots rock from New Orleans, like okay, I said. Okay, okay. Um, they got drums. They got that little bit of southern swag too. Saxophone, guitar, lead vocalist, uh, trumpet. You know, keyboard. It's a nice little five piece band. Okay, okay. So, <clears throat> it's one of those songs where you really can come up with your own interpretation of it. But I'm I'm, I'm gonna go through the lyrics with y'all, and then y'all could y'all could figure it out. You shine like a star. You know who you are. You're everything beautiful. She's hot. Hot like the sun. The loneliest one. Still everything beautiful. Well, I'll be hot damned. You're standing at my door. We stayed up in the city until the stars lost the war. So Friday night, holy ghost, take me to your level. Show me the one I need the most. I need the most. I wish I knew you when I was young. We could have got so high. Now we're here. It's been so long. Two strangers in the bright lights. Oh, I hope you don't mind. We can share my mood. Two strangers in the bright lights. I wish I knew you when I was young. Truth. It's all that you need. You bury that seed. It's everything beautiful. That sound comes from the underground it's all inside you now. It's everything beautiful. But what are you running from? They got you on the run. So Friday night, Holy Ghost, take me to your level. Show me the one I need the most. Now, ain't nothing crazy. Ain't no... But that's some deep intellectual stuff. It was. And I think the second verse is talking about doing the deed. Oh. I think so. Nice. I think so. That sound comes from the underground. Oh, yeah. It's all inside you now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That drink is fire. The one thing that caught me was when he said, uh, she's hot, hot like the sun, the loneliest one. Because what people don't know is like suns, when they like get huge and expand, they take up everything. 
in their solar system. So, like, this sun that we have eventually is going to become this big, massive star. Like, we're all just going to be in it. But it's still, like, super beautiful because, like, far, far away, distantly, it's, it's just a big, huge star. So it's crazy. So she's lonely. She's on her own. And she's probably destroying everything in her path because she's just on her own stuff. But she's still everything beautiful. Right. And that's how the thing says when the stars lose the war because, you know, nighttime becomes daytime and stuff like that. Bingo. Yeah, yeah. These double entendres, bro. Underrated bars of fame. The revivalists. Wish I knew you. I'm bummed with it. Yes, sir. I'm bummed with it. I'm here, cuz. Right. Hold up. Is so that true? With those big old thighs after school. Wow. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Hold up. Is that you? With those big old thighs after school? Um, <laughs> I just want to, you know, stay. I'm keeping a, a tracker of uh, it's now been two weeks since Ronda Rousey supposedly full-time with the WWE. She has yet to be seen since Royal Rumble. Uh, just throwing that out there. Oh, tell us. Give us a WWE recap, man. What's going on, man? Yeah, teach that shit how to wrestle. W... You. W E the W E E E the Um The Whipper. Well, as you know, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Nah. Yeah. We're on that road right now, bit Oh, up. yeah. Bit off. Bit. So, uh, things are just trying to get, like, leveled out. You know, we got a, a pay-per-view coming up for Raw in, a, in I think it's two weeks now, uh, Elimination Chamber. So, uh, it's going to be, there's going to be two Elimination Chambers matches. One will be for the Women's Championship. Oh, they got the Women's Elimination First ever chamber? Women's Elimination Chamber match. They're doing and that'll be that'll be uh, Alexa Bliss, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, Bailey, and Sasha Banks. Oh, none of them You know who Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Alexa Bliss why are? That, why they gotta be hoes, Dylan? He I did that. He did that last time he was here too. Yeah, he said something a little. Um, and then the guys' elimination chamber match is actually gonna be to see who faces Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Um, and in that match, it's Braun Strowman. Bitch. John Cena, bitch. Elias, bitch. Roman Reigns. Oh, Elias is finally gonna get to wrestle. Yeah, and then the fifth. Uh, wait, those six? No, there's five people. No, six. There's six people. Mm-hmm. Two in the ring, four in the pods. Wait, hold on. So who did I say so far? Wait, Braun Strowman, Elias, John Cena, Roman Reigns. Oh, the Miz. And then the sixth person is gonna be determined next week on Raw. It's gonna be a fatal four way between Bray Wyatt. Matt Hardy, Finn Balor, and um, uh, somebody else. But Finn's I'm, gonna I'm guessing, yeah, Finn's going to get in. Finn's going to get in. <clears throat> Finn better get in there. So, so, yeah, looking forward to that. But, uh, yeah, I'll keep you guys posted if anything interesting happens. Lit bug. Lit, Lit bug. Other than that. That's all I got. Oh, yeah. Dylan, you got anything? Florida's on the come up. You said that's already? Watch them gators. Bet. We here. Nose? Man, listen. Another day, another dollar. Word.
That's all I got for you, man. Life is a journey, bro. Make sure you bring your GPS. Nice. Hey, get y'all tickets to Roll Aloud. I'm there. Sure about relit. I'd love to go. Crazy line, but I can't. Word. Well, knows. Well, we'll listen, we'll guys. Hot dang it. A, A, A L B. Yo. A, A. Tell them, tell them, tell them where they can find us up. Find us on the on the on the on the email. On on that thing. You know that thing where you be sending an email like that little the email thing. That little computer thing where you log in. That email thing. That email. That email thing for real. You can email us at ballssportspodcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. And now um, that thing, that uh, that tweet, tweet thing, that Twitter thing. The little thing with, that the little, little, little orange man be tweeting. You can follow us on Twitter at balls underscore podcast. And then that um that that picture joint that picture joint that uh that that Instagram thing where they where they be finding us at on that thing like that at all you hear me you hear me you hear me you hear me you can follow us on Instagram at balls underscore sports underscore podcast oh yeah please like and subscribe leave them stars on that thing leave a five star review oh yeah you feel me we live here baby oh yeah you don't have to leave a five star review guys you can tell the truth well if you feel it's a five star. Give it a five star. Hey, listen, dickhead. We so, trying to move up the charts. <laughs> you feel like it's a one star. It's just one star. You feel me? Hey, listen, but uh, hey, this is the part. This is the part of the podcast where the music come on right over here. Doop, doop. Yeah. I don't know how the. Hey, if that actually does. You know what's there, funny? In my head, the only beat that was coming to my head was doop, 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 do